Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, uh, Fine Gael Senator for the Limerick, Kieran O'Donnell, he's on the line right now. Uh, good morning to you, Kieran. Good morning, Joe. Just to put in a bit of context, Kieran, we had Colette Cowan, who's the CEO of the University Hospitals Group in Limerick. She was in here with Gillian chatting on the Limerick Today show last week, talking about the winter plan and all of yeah, that, yeah. Um, talking about uh, you know, um, the fire safety and, and um, how they're dealing with that in there. And then there was a senior manager last night on primetime on RTE, Dr. Jerry Burke, and he said, this year will be the worst ever in UHL for people on trolleys. The worst ever. I agree. I agree, Joe. But uh, for me, it's about everyone accepts at this point we have a serious bed capacity issue that will take time to fully resolve. There's a 60-bed block currently being constructed. I've been on your programme, Joe, on many occasions pushing that project. It's now under construction. It will be in operation next September. Uh, there's a 96-bed block in addition to that, which will be going to planning uh, early next year. That will probably be built over the next two to three years. That will be 150 extra beds, which is what the hospital should have had before reconfiguration ever took place, and that was based on the team of consultants' report. However, in the interim, Joe, it's important to ensure that all available resources in terms of bed capacity are used by the UL Hospitals Group. And to my shock and surprise, Joe, last Monday, I found that 15 beds uh, in St. John's Hospital were not in use for the last three to four months. Uh, at the same time, we had that we continue to have severe overcrowding. That has now been rectified, Joe. An application was put in under the, the National Treatment Purchase Fund. Um, Minister Harris informed me last night that the 15 beds, the funding... Uh, to put in a support unit has been approved. Uh, UNAN Hospitals Group advised me that uh, they will have those 15 beds in operation with a team in place within a week. That'll be next week. In addition, Joe will have the MRI scanner uh, working, the third, the second MRI scanner working next week, and we have a third ultrasound. And do you but, know why those beds had been closed? Well, I approached UL Hospital Management Group and I was told that... Um, there was issues around um, provision of consultant staff. Joe, if I had been made aware there was 15 beds that were not, were not put in use because of lack of whatever particular reason, I would have fought tooth and nail with the minister and whoever to ensure the funding was made available three or four months ago to have those beds opened. And for me, it's unacceptable that when we have a situation where we have severe problems um, which, and will continue to do so until the permanent beds are in place, the 60 beds next year and the 96 thereafter. We must use all the available beds. It was 15 of the 89 beds in John's, not in use, Joe, for the last three months. Now, I, this, this, I just want to clear about one thing, Kieran. This is completely separate to previous bed closures that go oh, back no, to no, 2017 this, in St. John's. These are beds my, that should have been in use now. This is a bed. There was a situation where two consultants uh, retired. Uh, there was agency consultants staff brought in. Uh, my understanding that they, it was a view that wasn't sufficient uh, uh, re- 
resources in place. However, Joe, the first I became aware that this was the situation was last Monday, and that was through my own inquiries. And I approached you in hospital management and I asked a direct question. What, uh, is it the case that 15 beds were not in use, up to 15 to 20 beds were not in use in John's for the last And, and can, can I ask you this? I mean, that's sh- no rectif- should, that's it, no rectif- should it be a politician who has to go and ask the question and then do something about it? Do is that a failure of management? Well, I, I, I put it this way. For me, my, uh, I suppose, objective all the time is in terms of the patients. This is above politics, Joe, right? No, but uh, well, we, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I, that. I, 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 I understand, I, I, I understand I, that you intervened. Yeah. Well, no, but no, I'm no saying, Joe, but, Joe but, I made inquiries across a number of headings. Also, there are nursing home beds available. They're advertising in the region. I'd like, and I've said it to you in our hospital management and community, I'd like to see the maximum use made available of those. I understand fully, Joe, how difficult it is for management and staff in the urinal hospital group and the hospitals we have in the Midwest region. However, I want to see the maximum use made of available resources. If someone had, had made me aware, I was made aware of the need for the MRI scanner, but had made me aware of the 15 beds not in use in Johns for the last three months, I would have broken down any door, I expect, along with many others, to ensure that those 15 beds were brought right. into use. Because we have a unique situation, Joe, in the Midwest, in terms I, of I our think, lack I of think, beds. listen, you don't even have to tell us that at this yeah. stage. Um, yeah. you, what, I, what, what will the 15 beds be specifically used for, is, in your understanding? Under the application that went in, they're specifically there, Joe. They are uh, um, a clinical recovery support unit to support and alleviate the pressure of overcrowding at University Hospital Limerick for that specific reason, okay? Now, it's been uh, fast-tracked and it's approved and UL Hospital Managers tell me that they will have, once it's approved, it's approved. Um, uh, I've just come from the Health Committee. Minister Harris has publicly uh, made the announcement now. Um, uh, UL Hospital Management assured me on Monday that if the funding was forthcoming, they would have the beds in use within a week. I expect that to be next week. Uh, coupled with that, Joe, we'll have a, a second MRI scanner. Uh, we have a total ultrasound in place. We have to ensure, in terms of patients, that, that, that not only... Everyone acknowledges, Joe, we have a shortage of permanent beds. That's why the 60-bed block is being built, and that's why uh, I pushed on that, and that's why, Joe, I've pushed on I want to spend a little bit more time with you on this because it is such an important issue. And it, it was... None more important. It, it was, you know... None more important. Terribly troubling to hear uh, Dr. Jerry Burke, and he was honest to his credit on uh, primetime with David McCullough. Just let me finish, please. Yeah. It was terribly troubling to yeah. hear him say that this will be the worst ever, the worst ever, he said, this year, this winter. We're chatting this morning to Senator Kieran O'Donnell, who is telling us about the reopening of uh, beds at St. John's. Um, the other thing that's being mentioned to us is that there may be a, a cut in the fee for people to attend St. John's. Uh, the, the, the minister announced it this morning that for minor injury clinics, uh, the fee will be cut effective from next week from €100 Euro to €75. Euro. 
uh, I think the view really, Joe, is that they're going to minor injury clinic to encourage people to use the minor injury clinic. Obviously, we have one in John's uh, to take pressure off the A&E itself. And, you know, can I just go back, Joe, and this is the fundamental issue here. Everyone accepts that we have a major problem with capacity in Limerick. If someone is waiting on a trolley for more than 24 hours, Joe, that means there isn't beds up the, up the system. With 15 beds idle in John's, and I would like to tackle it, to look at practical measures. I rang the Minister for Health and uh, Leo Radical to Taoiseach. Immediately I found about the 15 beds. The process was put in place to ensure that whatever funding is required uh, to get, get to use existing beds to their maximum capacity. The Minister for Health, Simon Harris, has stated this morning the government will provide whatever funding is required. Money should have been looked for yeah. for those 15 well, well, beds. Did you hear the story uh, that Primetime found under the Freedom of Information request? Uh, they said that uh, one person was on a trolley and I, I thought I heard them say, and, and I, I, was, I, I was so taken aback at the time that I, I, I wasn't sure, but I think they said for three weeks. I'm not going to dispute that, Joe. Whether, whatever length of time it is, we have a serious problem in terms of capacity coming to University Hospital Limerick, uh, DNE. We have to do whatever in the interim until the 60-bed block is up and running and thereafter the 96-bed block is running. We must look at every possible means to ensure people can get beds and that they are able to be discharged as step-down facilities. So I want to see all the available... And I'm talking, Joe, about uh, Limerick, Ennis, Nina, Johns, Croom. I'm talking about nursing home beds. Uh, there right. isn't an issue with transitional payments for fair deal. What's fair your understanding deal. of the fire officer inspection? I'm not obviously privy to that, Joe, but clearly there is overcrowding in University Hospital Limerick. I'm not going to, We all know that. I want to see, Joe, what practical measures we can do in the interim to ensure that we can reduce because I suppose the pressure. What, I, what I'm thinking is that, you know, if a fire officer came into the doll yeah. and saw the level of overcrowding that <laughs> we understand the fire officer saw in uh, UHLED, then the doll and its authorities wouldn't get away with it. Absolutely. But, but Joe, we have, we have to, a service has to be provided for the people of Limerick and the Midwest. What I'm really, and my role as a public representative, Joe, is to assist management and to assist in any way I can to ensure that we alleviate the pressure. I want to see all beds being used. I want to see all nursing home beds being used. But the I want to is see that even with all of that, this will still be the worst winter ever. Joe, and how, Joe, I, I no. just, I cannot, and I'm scratching my head here going, how is it possible that after all these years, mm. we're going to end up with the worst winter ever? This thing has been on the agenda for a decade. Correct. Correct, Joe. Correct, it has. And the, the particular, many measures have been put in place. We're now coming into a winter period. It, there's always a peak. We will have a third scanner. The hospital look for a third scanner. Funding has been provided. We all campaigned for that from government. Funding is now being provided for the 15 beds. However, Joe, I think in my role as a public representative, and I'll take whatever criticism is levied at me, I have to ask the question, why was there 15 beds left idle in John's for the last three or, three or four months when there was people on trolleys uh, for 48 hours or more 
And that's unacceptable to me. Okay. And, and, and really, I suppose the point I want to make, Joe, is we all need to work collectively right. to ensure right. that, that it's not the worst um, uh, winter ever. Okay. That we okay. ensure that we alleviate the pressure on the patients. And really, yeah. that's something, Joe, I feel very strongly I know, about. I, under, I appreciate that, Kieran, and we, and we would have given you lots of opportunities to make that point, including again uh, this morning. Uh, thank you for your time on that and for that update. Uh, Senator Kieran O'Donnell. People are afraid to address the resource issue because it's perceived then as blame. I'm gone beyond worrying about blame. There are, of course, the process issues, but the resource gaps here are ginormous compared to other hospitals. I've put forward a whole range of different interim, short-term solutions. I've listed them on the record at all multiple times and in this committee, and they've all been ignored. Ignored. Okay? Um, And what's really worrying for me is the narrative that's been put out, the narrative that has been influenced in relation to UHL from a HSE corporate point of view versus what's real on the ground with the staff and management there, who I don't blame at all because they work as hard as they can. And what's really concerning is there is a report done by two pretty eminent NHS doctors Chris Moulton and Dr. Cliff Mann um, in relation to the NHS in Britain. This is only out in the last 48 hours. And it shows that since 2016, their estimates that anyone who's been waiting in an A&E department for between 6 and 11 hours, that over three years, they reckon over nearly 5,500 people have died. Now, if you extrapolate that data... What does that mean for here in Ireland? In any way. So I'm asking you, basically, yourself, Minister, what are we going to do? And don't list off all the stuff about the MRI and a few extra beds and da-da-da-da, because they're not. I've heard it all before. It's not going to have the impact. I live there. It's not going to have the impact. It is chronically bad. It is catastrophic. People are going to die in the coming months. What are we going to do? I'm actually begging you. I, we need solutions. People around me, living amongst me, are going to die potentially because of this. And that is despite the fact that everyone is working so hard there. I mean everyone. So please, this is a last request to you. Call Limerick today now on 461995.